Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee podcast, episode 58, Oblivion from 1994 and Oblivion 2, Backlash from 1996. We're back. <laughs> the Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at the undead wookie our nerdiness knows no bounds oh it feels good saying that oh my goodness i can't tell you how happy i am to be recording again um yeah i've been away i've been making my short film i'm still editing but very very soon we're going to be able to share that with you and i can't wait so before i introduce my guests without further ado Let's check out the trailer for Oblivion, 1994. In the Ablands of Space, <laughs> there's a wild new frontier. You got a problem, Red Eye? Yeah! Yeah, I got a problem! Where the good guys are only human. Get out of town, or I'll kill you. You ain't gonna kill nobody. And the bad guys are not. <laughs> We're gonna show the good people of Oblivion the great advantages to a town run by Red Eye. <laughs> Where the liquors hide. Jim, beat me up. And the women are wild. And the natives are on the warpath. Because in this town, it's not cowboys and Indians. Not so fast, Pocahontas. It's cowboys and aliens. Uh, we're getting a posse together. Who's with me? My family's spirits cry out to be avenged. I love the way this guy talks. Is that a fact? Definitely! Oblivion. It's high noon in outer space. And, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Yes, don't call it a comeback. Uh... <laughs> Crashing up the cobweb. Yes, yes. I remember I, I, I sort of wandered over and found this, this microphone. Microphone. Yeah, that's yeah, or maestro. It's a C. Is that some? Is a maestro? A, a maestro pony. It's a speed, speed telling bone. No, yes. wait, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, we start right off the bat with forgetting names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and I love that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was it? Ted Weasel. There, next. Yes, yes, yes. Telling, telling bone. Yes. 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 And now, of course, it wouldn't be a comeback episode without <clears throat> Mr. Peter Nielsen. How the devil are you, sir? Well, uh, all cobwebs aside, doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a while. It has been a while. It has been yeah. a, it's been longer than a New York minute. I don't know why I'm throwing random song lyrics into the it works. <laughs> it, yeah. But but one of us has been really busy, so uh, yes, yeah. And it's not me. <laughs> um, hang on now, you don't stop because you've be, obviously you got your your regular gig over at Retro mm. Movie Gear, uh, Retro Movie Geek, and mm. you've been on Land of the Creeps. 
Yeah, for the the the, the latest uh, 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 Halloween episode, yes. we did a kind of a campfire tale thing where we talk about movies or scenes in movies that, uh, let's see, scarred or well hurt our souls and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. It was a really fun episode, actually. Yeah. So uh, it is a good episode. I do like it. I do like. I, I love Greg. I love Greg's show. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a great, 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 great show. Great good fun. Now, so yes, I've been doing that too. Now, Peter, mm-hmm. we are here to dis- discuss. Oh boy! Two, <laughs> two seminal classics. It could actually. It, it was supposed to be a trilogy at first, but yes. they never. Uh, yeah, but uh, now I, we are talking Oblivion <clears throat> from 1994 <clears throat> and Oblivion Two Backlash. Um. <laughs> Also yes. from 1994. Um, well, but not released until 96. No, uh, no, no. Because they filmed... <clears throat> now, these, are filmed, these two were, were filmed back-to-back. Yeah. So I don't understand what took them so long. Um, uh, no. But, I, don't, I, I couldn't find anything about it, so... Uh, now, a little bit of... You know, use a few, you know just, just to sort of enlighten... Because i got to be honest with you, until you pointed this one out, I had never heard of this. Neither had I. I never heard of them. Um, And, of course, these... um, It was directed by um, Sam Irvin. Mm -hmm. Um, And the original story... And, of course, this came out under the the Full Moon production uh, Empire. Charles Band. Charles Band. Um, And then it had... uh, John Ruam, uh, Greg Suddeth, Mark Goldstein, and Peter David um, on board as well as writers. Um, mm. Now, of course, like anybody who sort of you know, in terms of like full moon productions, you know, you we're talking like the Puppet Master films, um, Trancers, um, and then sort of you know, sort of yeah, we're like, not really going because Charles Band has produced. I, I think he has more than three. It's more than three hundred credits to his producer uh, list. So yes, it is. It, m- mentioned one, and I'm sure you'll happen uh, happen to be on that list. Yeah, and I mean, there's some very interesting titles in amongst the um, the full moon. Yes. Um, yes. Is it like <clears throat> is the, uh, full moon? Just stop me. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Full moon are behind um, the evil bong films as well, aren't they? Uh, I think so. Yes. One, one could check, I suppose. If there was only some kind of movie uh, database that we could check. <clears throat> oh, like an internet movie yes. database, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Evil Bong. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually typing in Evil Bong into the internet, because that's never going to end well, is it? <laughs> oh, well, it is. Director Charles Band, writer is Charles Band, yeah. so... Uh, that will answer your question right there. Yes. However, coming back to Oblivion, <laughs> this, i got to be honest, I really, really enjoyed these films. I really enjoyed them. They are so silly, um, but they're, re- they're just so much fun. Yeah, because with a lot, like with a lot of the, the Full Moon uh, productions, you they're, they're low budget. Uh, yes. The, the acting might not be top-notch, no. <laughs> but you're never really bored with them. No, no. Because no. they move uh, really, they, they move at a, a good pace. And uh, 
I mean, I happened upon Oblivion uh, uh, like uh, I think a day before I told you. Yes. I, I just uh, randomly, I don't know where I came upon a, a photo or a, a something about it. And I was like, okay, okay, what the hell is this? It's a Western, but wait, wait, that looks like a. I think it was an image of Red Eye, uh, yes. Andrew, Andrew Dewoff's uh, character. Yes. And, I thought, and then I read it, Oblivion? Huh. I wonder what that is. So I looked it up, and there were two of them. Yeah. And uh, which brings us to, to now. Well, <clears throat> I mean, just just and just and so obviously, because there are a vast number of people out there who probably never even heard of Oblivion. Um, how would you describe the story? Specifically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sp- sp- Space Western? It's a space uh, Western. It, ad, it's... Ad, adventure comedy. It's set in, in, in the... Well, we just looked that up, damn it. Uh, three, the year 3031 on a frontier planet, as they call it. Yes. It's it's alien. Basically. Yes. Well, it, like I said, you know, um, what I like about this, it's cowboys versus aliens. Um, but unlike... And a cyborg. Uh, yeah, and a cyborg. Uh, unlike mm-hmm. uh, another Aliens versus Cowboy movie with a much bigger budget and an obviously a, a far starrier cast, this one's mm-hmm. a lot. Of, this one's a lot of fun. It is. Yes. This one's a lot of fun, and I mean, actually, right, the cast is really it's not. A, it is not a bad cast. It's a really good cast. I mean, you've got uh, Richard Joseph Paul as Zach Stone. You've got Jackie Swanson. Now. You, this is the bit that I, I, I know when you watch something and you go, I recognize that person. I recognize. Yeah, Jackie Swanson. I was like, I recognize her from somewhere. Can I, I guess? Go on then. Falling on top of a car? Yes. Uh, she's Amanda Hunsaker. She's a ma- weapon. Yes. And I actually <laughs> went, that's Amanda Hunsaker. <clears throat> yep. And people think, what? Oh, well, she's the girl who's kind of semi dressed. Yes. Jumps off a building and smashes a yes. car with herself and then kind of puts everything in motion and lethal weapon. Yes. Yes. So she is responsible for Riggs and Murtaugh being together. Yes. So. Which is which is not a bad uh, thing to have on your repertoire. No. And then you've got Andrew Divoff. Uh, who plays Red Eye in this. Um, so he's heavily prosthetic, uh, uh, and there are a lot of prosthetics and makeup again. But of course yep. he is known, he is the Wishmaster. That he is. And he's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, my God, yes. He's de- uh, let's see, just running down a quick list. Another 48 Hours. Yes. N- Neon Maniacs, another really oh. cool low-budget movie that we covered, which yes. is really good. Uh, let's see, and the good, the, the, the awesome Graveyard Shift. Yes. And uh, let's see, he was in The Rage and The Dead Matter. Yeah. Two movies that have a connection to... Cool. The awesome band Midnight Syndicate. Ah, I'm with you. I'm with which you. Which I've had the honor of speaking to on a couple of occasions. Yeah. Both Ed, Ed and Gavin. And no. Edward, uh, Edward Douglas, Ed, he uh, directed The Dead Matter, too. So, uh, ah, no. And Andrew Dewoff is in both of them. Yes. And I mean, he's, and in this, he is clearly eating, he's chewing the scenery. Well, this character kind of. It, it lends. It's very easy to chew the scenery, looking like Andrew Look, Dewoff yes. does in this. 
And then and he, he, kept... la- he, he land when he lands on he, in the opening scene. You see a spaceship landing amidst uh, tumbleweeds. Yes, and, and a typical Western setting. And you only see the feet, and he walks yeah. up to that kind of the sign because Oblivion is the name of the town he, yeah. he arrives at, and it says population. Oh, it's like 500 it and something. Yeah, 500 and something, nine. Yes. And then there's some kind of a little creature sitting on top that he, you never see it, but apparently he eats it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that leads us into uh, the, the credit sequence and the town. And you know what I love about that town? Yeah. That it looks like a set. Yes. And these lampposts yeah. with the fans underneath yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to achieve an awful lot. Nothing at all. And it, it's <laughs> sheer brilliance. Yeah. I love that. It's like, what? And then when he walks through town, all the lamps kind of... You start going, burst in. <laughs> yes. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love the so, fact... So, well, boys and girls, this is the level we're at. And, and just to show that we're in space... Um, but we've got these sort of, um, you know, uh, Western-style buildings. Mm-hmm. But just to show that it's kind of spacey, we've attached some tubing. Yes. And yes. Exactly. Oh, and and kind of like a, an ATM machine. What do you call it? the the bat? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. No. This but is the where the cast gets was even weird. S- yes. Now the cast, you know, the list keeps going on. You. Oh yes. Are You've we going to the, the wonderful Meg Foster? Meg Foster. Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn. Herself. Yes. It's just. It, you know. It's and, like. And then from the from they live. Yes. And yeah. the movie that no one can un- can explain, the Osterman Weekend. I yeah, I I I no, I don't know what's going I on. I have there. the movie, I have the book, and I still don't really understand all of it, but I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but it has Meg Foster with that those those eyes. Her eyes are just like we talked. We talked about. Uh, I'm not sure you. Well, since you've been bogged down with the uh, with the uh, movie production and yeah. everything, uh, we. Uh, Talked uh, on our last Spooky Flicks Fest, we talked uh, They Live. Yeah. And Meg Foster. And her eyes, they're almost, they are alien, almost. Yeah, yeah. They're so... They're piercing. They are yeah. genuinely piercing eyes. And so, so you know, uh, and like, even as she's got older, she doesn't look like Meg Foster used to look like, of course. But you but, still recognize her from the eyes. Yes. And yeah. she is lovely. Now, and she's she's the cyborg in this yes. one. Yes. Good casting. Mm-hmm. Good casting. And I love uh, the yes. fact that just to sort of make sure that we know she's a cyborg, there's that whatever you hear, whatever she's walking, there's this robotics. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and did you notice that sometimes it doesn't really fit the movement? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the director's gone, we have this sound effect. We're paying yes. for it. I am getting my money's worth. <laughs> But she's not even moving. Well, no. she blinked, didn't she? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I and like then, that. <laughs> and then we come to Isaac Chef. Hayes. Yeah. Chef is in this. Who yeah. spends a lot of his time whispering, though. Yes, he does. It's a very he's, strange he's, character he's, choice. Yeah, and I mean, which is kind of cool in this one, because the character choices, like Isaac Hayes, who has that very distinct voice. Yes. Uh, and if people don't know who, who Isaac is, I mean, he's chef on South Park. He sings the theme to Shaft, and he's been in everything. Man, he's a sneeze in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yes. He's <laughs> Truck Turner. Truck Turner. And more importantly, he's the Duke of New York. I was going to say the Duke. <gasps> a number one. 
That he is. So if people don't know, and, and with that in mind, think of uh, in this character like he, he's very low key. Yes. Yeah, I'm considering it's in this weird. film, Isaac Hayes is low key. Yeah. <laughs> Which again is is a good casting choice because yes. people wouldn't uh, wouldn't um, expect that. No. Nope. And and his name is Buster. Yes. I had a dog named Buster. <laughs> and then we come to Julie Newmar. Catwoman. Yes. Catwoman will you never learn. Who spends a lot of time doing Catwoman jokes in this. Yeah, and she is named Miss Kitty for yeah. <laughs> Now, I didn't realize this. Because, you know, you think Julie Newmar, you sort of, re, you know, you, you automatically just think, oh, well, Batman from the 60s. Mm. Uh, but she did spend a large proportion of her film uh, film career taking off her clothes. <laughs> so yeah, you sort of look did. through her IMDb stuff, the sort of, particularly the sort of, you know, the sort of um, <clears throat> late night detective movies. Mm-hmm. That sort of, you know, fem- you know, she spends a lot, particularly the sort of late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, but she is fetching. Yeah. <laughs> so, but she's also like, well, uh, bringing back this to the the late Sid. Hey, she was in Jason of Star Command. Yes. A couple yeah. of episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Buck Rogers. She was. Uh, Bionic Woman, Star Trek. She's been. Uh, I mean, and, and I'm not talking big parts. I mean, uh, an episode here and there. But uh, well, this, this, there's a really strong Star Trek connection with this because, of course, you've got. Um, we'll get. We're, yeah, we're getting to him. Yeah, we've got Carl. <laughs> right, I can never pronounce his last name, but it's Carell. Carol Straken. Straken. Who was, of course, famous for being Lurch. Um, And, of course, he was, you know, appeared in quite a few episodes of Star Trek, particularly Next Generation. Yeah, he was Mr. Hom. Yes. And and he was all, wait, we have to make, he was also the giant in Twin Peaks. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, (laughs) I forgot about that. And And, then... uh, uh, One of his his later movies, Gerald's Game. Yes. Well, yeah. Do you know what? I still haven't seen it. It's on my list. <gasps> okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite Stephen King books. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. And the movie is not all that bad. They really solved... I mean, Gerald, I don't know if you read the book. Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Then you know how when you first hear that they're going to adapt that into a movie, you think, how the hell are they going to do that? Because yeah. it's mostly internal. Yeah, absolutely. But they uh, did a really good job. Uh, with it and it's uh, it's really good yeah now of course some... we, and here we go we come to the biggest star trek connection in this um who utters the great line jim beam me up well, yeah well he he has a lot of star trek references in which, this one. <laughs> which reading like some of the, the some of the trivia about this he put in himself <clears throat> yeah which is george takai yeah. Oh my. Sulu, Sulu. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. That's the first thing I thought. It's and, Sulu. Yes. And to be fair, he's almost a bit too much in this one. Oh, he's completely unhinged. It is. It is weird. Painful, and it's painful at times. Yeah. When, like when he's. Well, that might be the second one. I'm not sure. They kind of mix together these movies. Yes. When he's kind of uh, greeting someone, and uh, it's 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 the Vulcan greeting. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
But uh, it's it's George Takei, and he plays someone called Doc Valentine. Yes, <clears throat> and he has that, that weird voice or accent. It's, it's just I don't know what he's doing. I have no he's idea drunk. what he, he's yeah. the town drunk. <laughs> Basically, it, it, it's weird. Now and then we get to uh, Masetta Vander, who plays Lash. Yeah. Jimmy, she's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, God, she's done loads. And then you get Jimmy F. Skaggs, who plays um, the uh, Native B- American... Is it Buito? Buito? Buteo, B- B- I think. Buteo, that's it, Buteo. Yeah. Um, he come... passed away early. Yes, sadly. Um, and then we come to Irwin Keys. Yeah. Who plays Bork. That, that guy, yeah. Who everybody recognises from... Well, just stacks of it, and I mean, he is being he's he's like like Musetta Vander who plays Slash. Uh, they're both b- that guy. Yeah, they've been in a ton of stuff, and you recognize them, but you couldn't pinpoint it at all. No, and I mean, he's been in everything from um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, he uh, was in the uh, Flintstones, the Flintstones, <laughs> and the Exterminator one and yeah, two, and different yeah. different. Uh, uh, different parts, I think. He was, yeah. he was even in the Warriors. Yeah. What, do you know what's interesting about the Warriors is obviously some of like the the extras in that film have obviously gone on to fairly successful careers, and you sort of yeah. have, you know yeah, he played a cop. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, no, oh, he was on Disturbed. Yeah, I, I remember that with uh, Malcolm McDowell. I yes. think. What that was, man. It's been. It was back in the VHS time when I watched that late, late so that's been a while. Yeah, I mean, he was in, um, oh, God, where's it gone now? He was in, oh, where is it? Uh, which I loved as a kid. I absolutely loved it. Um, but it's a terrible film. Terrible well, film. Where is okay. it gone? Oh, I don't know. You have to tell me now, because I'm in... Dinosaurs. I'm he was in, in, I was in Dinosaurs the Movie. In 1991 released, he played a guard in it. And I always remember his face for some reason. Dinosaurs the Movie's terrible. Terrible film, but I loved it as a kid. Um, it rings a bell. Um, I have to check that. <laughs> a scientist, uh, a scientist, kids are sucked into a TV screen and wind up in the Stone Age with cavemen and dinosaurs. Because of course we lived at the same time. Um, uh, did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, according to Hammer, we did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now this does generally sort of, you know, Oblivion does follow the sort of the classic uh, revenge. Um, sort of uh, gunfighter tries to hang up his guns. Sort of, yeah. Because uh, it all starts with uh, with because um, uh, Andrew Devo's character Red Eye, because he has uh, I don't know a red eye, red eye, red eye, yeah. And uh, he looks kind of oh, how do we set this up for people? Uh, kind of reptilian, scaly. Yeah, thing? yeah. And he's got like that sort of rooster cogburn reptile look going on. Yes, with a red red eye. Yeah, and he he got he, uh, uh, and this is not a spoiler, and not not that we, <laughs> it's it's kind of you can't spoil a movie like this no, anyway. No. No, he, I mean, he arrives in town and he calls out the marshal, who yeah. uh, who is uh, his name is actually Marshall Stone. Yes, uh, and uh, and uh, kills him because he cheats. Yes, and, and that kind of sets everything off because then we go to. Uh, the revenge story of it and his uh, uh, his son. Yes, who's also an empath. Yep. Which, they which kind we find out. Yes, which we find out. It 
sort of much later on in the film. Yes. It's like they just kind of threw, oh yeah, we didn't really explain that at the beginning, so we better sort of... Uh, everything. Everybody thinks he's a, a coward because he doesn't really want to get uh, involved in violence at all. Yeah. Which is fine considering that he's an empath and he can feel what the pain and everything people go through. So he kind of stays away and he's been out in the wilderness for years, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> staying away from people. Prospecting. And, <clears throat> yeah. Until he, he saves Buteo from a... From a giant scorpion thingy yes. with two tails and and uh, stop motiony. Yes, which I like. Which were also, if people know about Full Moon Entertainment and Charles Band, there's a lot of stop motion in those. Yes, yeah. Some better than others. <laughs> yeah. He said under his breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but the, the the scorpions in this one kind of look. Yeah, cool. the night scorps. Yes. <laughs> That's how you know that the, you can make them extra evil, is yes. that they oh. come out at night and we shorten their title. Yeah, they only come out at night, yeah, well, mostly. The freaks come out at night. Well, uh, that they do. <laughs> so, I mean, it, this, you know, what I, I, I really like, um, I really like the character of uh, Greg Greg, as Bateo starts calling him at, at the beginning. <laughs> Oops. Drop my notes. Um, you know, because I mean, what I think Richard uh, Richard Paul does a really, really good impression of John Wayne. He's yes. doing a really good impression of John Wayne. It's not quite outrightly John Wayne. No, um, but it's still. It's, it's he's still, channeling yeah. the Duke. Yeah, and he's very. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he comes off very cowardly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pacific. I'm very, very, no, I don't want to get involved, but yeah. But he's still, I don't know. It's, <laughs> and he looks so out of place yeah. all of the time. He does. He does. He does. And so. then when we do get him bursting into action, he, you know, it's, it, it's very, very simply shot. You know, you're not talking John Woo levels of carnage here, but no, it's very, no, it's, no. it's effective and it works. Yeah. It really, really works. Um, I just, I thought this was, a, I really enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, and like, it was, it was, a, it's fun. Yes. And even like, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the side characters, like we said about sort of, uh, you got Red Eyes Gang, um, <laughs> the, which, you know, there was the, the flamenco dancing, uh, like sidekick, um, which, was just hilarious just to see him try to leave the room every time by doing some kind of like little dance move. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and I mean, they have, they have names like Wormhole, Spanner, yeah. and, and, yeah. and Bork. Bork. Erwin <laughs> Gee's character. Yeah. Who, <sighs> who spends a lot of time getting shot and hit and yes. knocked out and then just sort of nothing really well, he happening to, he to him. He has a face for it. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got Lash, um, who spends a lot of time, as you can imagine, with a character like, you know, named Lash, and the, you know, spend a lot of time dressed in leather, and not a uh -huh. lot of, and not a lot more. No. No, you know. It's... And, of course, she has a whip. Yes. Yes. Which is, um, which, which is self-explanatory, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And I, I mean, it's like someone had kind of like a fetish for this. I'm like, let's put some, a character named Lash. Yes. And let's have her dress appropriately. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, I mean, this is just, uh, it, it has the feel of a TV series. 
It does. If this feels it like a, a really good pilot episode for a TV series that you would sort of see in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s, um, on a Saturday afternoon kind of thing, you know, very similar to sort of Briscoe County Junior. Oh. Great show. Yeah. Great show. Yeah, and also a sci-fi. Yeah. Western. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> no, but I mean, how many of, of, like you said, I didn't really think about that, but now that you mention it, we've, uh, there, there's been a lot of shows like that. Not, they're, I suppose, they're well produced. Yes. But the acting is, eh, yeah. and the, the setting is, eh, it, and it fits a lot of those uh, kind of made for, Kids, but still, it's kind of like made for kids, but it's a grown-up show, which yeah. makes it weird. Yeah, there's enough of it. There's there's enough sort of uh, sort of um, juvenile humor and simple storytelling that you'd think actually would sort of work for a much younger audience. But then you throw yeah, we in have a, a green a green. Uh, when they're arm wrestling, we have this yeah. green creature. It, there's uh, there's enough for kids to love in this, but we still have. It's a little bit above. Well, yeah. Well, you've get you know you've got this sort of there's enough in there for it to be a kids show, but at the same time, we're going to throw in some S and M bondage. Yes. Um, uh, you know, um, a brothel. Uh, <laughs> And someone getting pulled in half by, yes. by night scorps. Which I love from the point of view of you. This empath is stood there watching him being pulled apart. But yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but maybe he only feels the pain uh, from people he actually likes. Yes. Because when, uh, when Lash is uh, doing her lashing on uh, Buteo, yes. he really feels that. Yes. Yes, he does. So, he does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's when things... Uh, that's when he starts acting like a, a marshal. Yes. And I mean, even like, the, you know, I love the fact that everybody in the town... Oh, oh you know, actually, my favourite scene in this entire film, because it is just... It's like something straight out of Blazing Saddles, is when they're at the marshal's funeral and they're playing bingo upstairs. Yes. And they're calling out the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> this, this again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the level we're at. <laughs> and it's the fact that they say, oh, you know, surely you could have stopped this. And, <laughs> uh, and, and sort of, uh, it, it is correct. Is it Carell? Carell? Carell Stretch. Straight, straight, yeah, yeah. Lurch. Um, as the caretaker. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, he's the undertaker. He's the undertaker. And apparently, a bit of a. Uh, he know well. Let's put it this one. This he knows basically everything, and he he has that feeling of when people are gonna die, and he's always there to kind of catch. Yes, them. yeah. <laughs> when they fall over, and but, that's what. Yeah, like the marshal says, it's a nice timing. Yeah, good, good, nice timing, good practice. And it's the fact yeah. that he's you know he's there, he's giving this solemn service, and then you've got someone going. B7. Mm. And then they also, surely you could have stopped. And he said, but it's Thursday. Yes. We always have it's, bingo it's, on Thursdays. It's bingo on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually, he does stop it at one point, but that's the only. Yeah. But is that in the second? Oh, damn, these movies, they run together. Uh, is that in the second one he stops it, I think? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think does. so. 
Uh, again, to put, to put, I mean, uh, Carol Lurch, damn it. <laughs> uh, he's a tall man. Yes, he's a big boy. And then they put this ridiculously tall hat on him. Yes. And, uh, and everyone's afraid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the fact that every time he enters the room, everything stops. Yes. He walks and in and everybody dies. stops and somebody dies. Yeah. Yes, like okay, who's uh, who's next? And, and he's like, kind of he's kind of like a sem- he's kind of like a central character. Yeah. You don't you don't think that from the start, but every character actually in the movie. It's not like everyone like someone uh, just has a small part. Well, maybe Isaac Hayes, but Yeah. But apart from that, everyone actually has more or less equal. Yeah, it's a good ensemble piece. It's, yes, it's an ensemble piece. Um, Damn it, it is like a like a TV yeah. pilot. Yeah, like a show where you along. Ah, oh, man, I wish they I wish they'd made more. Yes. Now you see, but I think it fits perfectly. I think if they, if there had become a TV show, I think we'd be talking about this in the same sort of way um, that people talk about Briscoe County Junior. Um, you know, th- those that, that Buck kind. Rogers. Yeah, um, or like, oh, what was the one with Tia Carrera? What was the um, oh, not legend. oh, um, uh, not Treasure Hunter. No, no, uh, I know which one you are. Like the Tomb Raider Why? ripoff. Oh, what was yes. it? Yes. Oh, God. Every damn time. What was <laughs> we she? always do this. We, I know, know I know. You. We, don't, we don't. Relic Hunter. There you go. Yeah, you go, there Relic there Hunter. Go. I mean, it only ran for like what? It, what felt like 300 years. I mean, it, it's... A, yes. It ran... <laughs> somewhere, in the, somewhere in the world it's still on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it had that feel to it, didn't it? It had that so you could quite easily sort of slot a TV series of Oblivion in with like Knight Rider and the A Team. Yes, and it wouldn't have been out of place. Oh, and then also, oh wow, I don't the, the show that you can't find nowadays. Bring it back alive, Bruce Box Leitner, where he plays uh, uh, Frank Buck. Oh, um, it's called Bring It Bring It Back Alive. I think it ran for two seasons only. Yes. It is, and he's kind of like a, isn't he kind of like a big game hunter or something like that? Yeah. I, don't, I remember, yeah. Bring him back alive. He was at, uh, oh shit, it's all, it's the whole t- it was back in, um, oh, uh, it was set in, wasn't it in Singapore? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. I remember this, ladies and gentlemen. I can hardly remember what I had for lunch yesterday, yeah. <laughs> but this I remember. Bring him back alive. You can't find that show anywhere. You know, I can probably tell you who was, you know, the fact that I'll remember the cast of Oblivion, but yet I'll I'll not be able to remember my pin number. You know. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Yeah. What is my pin number? Yeah, it is. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, I have it written down somewhere. That's good. But it, like well, I said, you know, the, 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 it does have that really sort of because um, I think it, this was filmed on video, wasn't it? It was recorded. Yeah, it, it was probably it was recorded on video, and it has that feel to it, which works for it. I think yeah, if this was yeah, like very slickly made um, with, with 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 a higher budget. I don't think it would have that same kind of. You wouldn't be able to sort of give it. The, you, you kind of forgive this film for its shortcomings. Yeah, I mean, it does have it does have that whole TV, either TV movie or TV show vibe yeah. to it because you have that 
you have the kind of um, uh, commercial break cuts. Yeah. That, yeah. That really feels like commercial break cuts. Yeah. And 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 it it works because I mean Joel talk about this on our kind of side project, the Terror on the Tube side project. Yeah. Uh, where TV movies were made. <clears throat> And and those the TV movies were never boring because you have to have you have to have people coming back after the commercial breaks. Absolutely. And this kind of had the same feeling to it. Yeah. So when you cut between scenes, you can easily see there being a commercial. Yeah. And you're not switching the channel because you do want to see what comes next. Oh, completely. And I mean, this. I mean, it's. A bit, I think it runs at about an hour and a half. Yeah. And now we're in the 20, and it does, it absolutely zips along. Yes, it does. Zips along. Um, and I mean, it's got some great lines in it. <laughs> it's got some brilliant lines in it. And I mean, like, one of my favourite ones is, I don't want to hurt anyone, but you happen to be standing where my gun is going to go off. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what, wait, what, what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's just... You know, and like I said, I think the, the big, the, the biggest disappointment in the, you know, the, the only, I can't even say disappointment because I think it's sort of, it kind, it does fit in, but you just think you'd expect more is George Takai. There are times in there where you just think somebody please rein him in. Yeah, and I think because uh, John Aston uh, to get, to to fit in with Lurch, uh, who yeah. played uh, among other parts, he played yes. uh, Gomez Adams. Yes, and uh, he was supposed to have that that part from the get-go. I think he, he was uh, called into something else. Yeah. Uh, but he was the original choice. And I think, to be fair, and I like George Sakai. Yes. But I th- to be fair, I think John Aston would have been the better choice. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I, absolutely. And, and you could see him playing Doc, couldn't you? You could yeah. see him playing Doc. Yes. Now, <laughs> this, I, I don't know even know how you would even sort of rate Oblivion out of 10. I don't even know where. Oh. I don't know. I, I mean, I think this is something that actually I don't think you can rate. I think no, because you, you can't really recommend it to anyone. No, well, I, do you know what? I, I am. I, I'm going to sort of just. I'm not. I'm going to ignore. For you know, I, I'm not. You, you can't hold something like this <clears> to the same kind of standard. No. Of I don't know, The Exorcist, or um, you know, I. Just, Star Wars, or I don't, I don't know. You know, something you can't hold it to the same kind no. of standard. Um, this is just, just, just mindless fun. Absolutely, but you know what? I, I will hold it to the standard against uh, Cowboys versus Aliens. And you know what? Yeah, because yeah, this enjoy, is kind of. I enjoy this far more than Cowboys versus Aliens. Yeah, because they kind of it looked like they took themselves. To, I mean, it's a silly premise. Yes. And they kind of took themselves too serious, I think. Absolutely. Where, Absolutely. This, this one works. You, you know that they knew how silly this was. Yes. And they kind of ran with it. They did. They did. And again, I go back to those street lamps with fans. <laughs> See, it's like, a, it's like a, to, to make people understand what this is. It's like the ceiling lamps you have in your home. Yeah. <laughs> With lamps and a fan. Yes. That's what's yes. lighting up this town at night. It, it's, it's genius. It's ge- it is just genius. Because why the fans? Well, just to keep... Maybe you could stand under it and stay cool for a little bit. I just... I but they're hardly moving. No. 
the wind would make you feel more cool than yes. those fans. It's just, but it again, it it's it, it makes uh, it makes the town look futuristic. Yes. Did you does. see? The, did you see the the quotation I did? Air quotes. No, go on. Futuristic. I I, I I'm with you now. I will. <laughs> But a cool part, a cool thing uh, I, I noticed with this, uh, with, oh, I almost said Zach Stone, but that's the character name. Yes. Richard Joseph Paul. Yes. He is in a movie called The Primevals. Where do I know that from? I'll get there. It is a movie that has been shelved. I think it was back in 93, 94 when they started filming it. Right. Uh, and it's uh, it's kind of a fantasy with uh, live action and stop motion. Right. Uh, and I read about this in uh, an American publication called Cinefantastic. Right. Way back in the day. They're, I think they're just online now. Yeah. But back in the day when they had an actual uh, magazine. And it looked really, really cool because mm. I like stop motion. Yeah. And nothing ever happened to it. I checked back from time to time. I thought, well, well, when is this movie ever ever being made? When is this being released? And have I missed it or anything? But apparently, and I, I listened to uh, um, uh, Natasha Passetta, who's been on our show too. She yeah. works for Fangoria Magazine. Yeah. And she has a, a podcast called Class Off. It's either Class of 79 or Class of 89, where she kind of has people from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And she had a, a guy on, then, and again, name escapes me, because I didn't, uh, I just remember it now. <laughs> and he talked about this movie, and it was, it was, the director, David Allen, uh, passed away in 99 in cancer. Mm. And which is one of the that and, and a monetary issue made got the movie just kind of shelled and never yeah. finished. But they have taken to task and it is being finished wow. and it is going to be released. Awesome. Not sure when, but but oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. Well, the, the other thing as well that he was in and it's only sort of flicking through his credit. He was in the. um the 1996 version of Vampirella. I know. I have it written down. With Roger Daltrey. Yes. And I'm kind of, I don't really like the, the, the different versions of Vampirella because I read Vampirella as a kid. Yeah. Uh, the, the comic. And, 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 and it, 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 we need more sexiness. It, it, we, it, we need more slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it missed the mark. Yes, somewhat. It, it missed the mark. Um, but yeah, I think this is, you know, the, like I said, we talked about the cast. It's got a great cast to it. It's got a lot of, yes, you know, and I think even the, you know, even the rubber green monster in the arm <laughs> wrestling scene works so yes, well. Yes, it does. You, um, you, the first thing you think is, like, what the hell? And then it's just like, okay. And I love, sure. I love how like the growl effect that they added to it, the sound of it, made it th- sound like there's going to be this really fierce creature. Mm-hmm. But it's like they, they sort of take it out of the box, and it's like this rubber fat yeah. hermit the frog type thing. Um, it, it, funny you should say that because when it kind of jumps the guy's neck, yes, it, 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 like you know when Kermit yes. brings a vampire and he yeah. bites uh... Vincent Price. <laughs> Yeah, that, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone knew their Muppet show. Yes. 
Um, so do you know what? I you know I think if I was going to score, if I did have to give it a score, I'd give it like a five out of ten. Um, yeah, but for I think it's kind of middle ground. Uh, but but for just pure entertainment value, it's it, you know it's off the charts. Because yes. if you go into this and you expect you're expecting high noon in space. Um, it ain't gonna happen. Um, no, because because High Noon in Space is uh, Sean Connery's yes. uh, movie Outpost, which is brilliant. No, Outland, sorry, Outland, which is just brilliant, it brilliant is. film, brilliant film. So don't so don't expect that. No, 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 no. no. But this is just, this is great. What would you score this, Peter? I mean, wow. Um, we have to kind of two separate scores. The one where we're, we the the, the aspects like the, the movie aspects where we're at and we're not really up that high up somewhere around like you said five yeah but the entertainment score is way higher yes because you're you're not you're I wasn't from the get go well I was sold by the the the, the friggin uh, image I saw. Yeah, but the, the, once yeah. I started watching this, and he gets into that. Once we're, he's in the town, and you see those the sets and the yeah. tubing and the ATM machines and the fan <laughs> ceiling fans, I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm in for it. I'm I'm not I'm not going to not be entertained no, if that makes sense. No, no, exactly. So the entertain. So if you if you put have some beverage. Yeah. Preferably of the alcoholic kind. Yes. If you're into that, uh, I'm not saying get get super drunk. Just have something to to take the edge off. Quen- yes, and and popcorn. This is a perfect movie. Yes. Absolutely. So you're not entertainment value. We're up somewhere around uh, the eight score. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, I think I think that's that's spot on. Yeah. Now we come to Oblivion two. Yeah, where we Backlash. basically we basically just add one more character. Yeah, <laughs> which and which is Max Caulfield. Um, yeah, um, who, who who's actually been on a hundred? I checked. He's been on a hundred and fifty nine episodes of Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and checked. I saw he was on Emmerdale, and I went, "Oh, I wonder how many episodes." I mean, he, he you know, in terms of um, a slice of ham. <laughs> added to this um i think you know this this man is a pork chop um he actually i, I read somewhere that he based his character or the, the mannerisms on um uh, uh, uh what is it john steed yeah. you know the john steed yeah. character yeah. from uh, avengers yeah yeah uh, i mean in terms of plot uh, and I love the fact that because they we were filmed, actually discussing plot. Uh, yeah, I know we're discussing plot, but I love the fact that you know because of course Red Eye and, and spoiler alert for the first one gets ripped to pieces by scorpions. Yes, um, but they bring his brother no, good back. Scene actually. Yes, yes, it is. But I actually thought before before going to Oblivion two because they 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 make damn sure that we know. That he has kind of regenerate. Oh God, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, regenerate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you see his arm going back. Yes. So I thought when we saw him ripped apart, and I know I knew uh, Andrew Devoff was in the second one too. Yes. And I didn't even I didn't even check on the the, the name character names. I was like, ah, oh, so maybe is he going to grow back together? Yeah. Or. 
but they make sure in the end to to say I think there's a line somewhere that says are are you sure he's not going to regenerate or yeah. something like that. There was something to that extent. Yeah. But I thought, are they going to just bring him back? But <laughs> no, they did not. No, nope. because in this one he has two eyes. Yes, and he plays his brother Jagger. Jagger. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> wow, that's a leap. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I mean but the ma- that he's not really the main. No, he's not. No, he's uh, not. No, that's Maxwell Lash, Caldwell's. Y- yes, it is, and sort of the, the, this story revolves around Lash getting her hands on a mine, um, which has draconium in it, which is yeah. the most valuable mineral in the world. And considering yeah. it's the most valuable mineral in the world, the mining well, the operation. Universe, yeah, say, the, uni- yeah, the, yeah. Um, the mining operation that they got isn't that big. Yeah. Yeah, but, huge but remember, th- this is on a new frontier planet. They're ah, not that... right. So you keep forgetting that. I keep, it, 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 it's hard to, you know, it's a simple thing to overlook. And this one, yes. Yes. Um, and Max Caulf- uh, Caulfield's character arrives to track down. Because yeah, he's the fierce. He's, he's a, apparently a well-known and feared uh, bounty hunter yes. called Sweeney. Yes. Um, who actually turns out to be not you know, some kind of like a bull-like creature? No, it's it's uh, alien thingy with yes. several several nostrils, yes. and horns, yes. and uh, looks actually kind of cool. Yes, um, the fight scene uh, where he changes when he transforms is actually yes. very funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and it's it, it's a great it's you know he, he had he does bring something um, to you know he really does bring something to the cast um, yeah, and because ju- he he is the John Steed I mean he even he, when he arrives he's kind of dressed like uh, what they called back back then not that I lived there even though I am ancient <laughs> uh, Tenderfeet. Yeah. He looks kind of like a tenderfoot. Have you ever read Lucky Luke? You know that, the comic? No, I haven't, no. There's a, there is one where there's a, a, a tenderfoot, and he kind of has the same look to him. Yeah. Well, he's got, he looks like a dandy, doesn't he? He looks like a Victorian yeah, exactly. dandy. Exactly. Tenderfoot. Yes. And he sort of, um, he appears with his walking stick, and everybody's expecting this sort of big, rough, tough killer. And then he mm-hmm. comes out in his purple suit. Yeah. <laughs> Cravat. Um, very, very John Steedy. Yes, um, it's it, it's great. You know, it, it it works really, really well. And I love the way in which that his like um, his spaceship lands like a train. Yes, but it, it does. does like, it almost does like a loop to loop, and then comes into the <laughs> station. It's absolutely superb. It's superb. Um, but and, a little bit, a uh, little bit, uh, Flash Gordon ish. Yes, you know, the old Flash, not the new, but the old. Uh, well, the comics and yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the old shows. Yes, see, I, do you know what? I absolutely love the animated series, the old animated series of Flash Gordon. Absolutely oh, okay. loved it. It's superb because they just took they just took the stills from the um, from some of the original comic strips. From the strip, yes, they did. Uh, superb, absolutely superb. Um, but yeah, this you know, and then of course he's there to track down um, some uh, a well known. Um, uh, saboteur. Yeah, but we don't know who it is. No. But everyone thinks, of course, it's Slash. Yes. Because it kind of fits her description, because she is 
she is a two timer to yes. uh, and 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 well she she's she's lash yes she is lash <laughs> and i i'm sure if we Again, I would have, I would actually, I went, God damn, Donald, now you put that thought in my head. I would have loved to see at least this going into kind of like at least a season. Yeah, because it, you know, it just, just follows on. Now they filmed this one, uh, they filmed the first one and this one back to back, but they didn't release this until 1996. No. Um, which is a shame because I do think that if they'd, if they'd packaged it right and been a bit cleverer, they probably would have, you know, I think they would have a good chance of getting it. Yeah, it's like release it at least almost uh, like like say, say the first one in ninety four and the second one in at least in ninety five perhaps something around a year mark. Yes, yes, and uh, and kind of and, and with the right again we are talking full moon here. So yeah, <laughs> but um, I think actually the second one wasn't that the last one, which is kind of why it wasn't. Yeah, it was the yeah, it was the something with Paramount Pictures. It was the last deal that they had with Paramount Pictures to get um, to, for distribution. Um, because yeah, I think that's why we didn't get more. Yeah, and I think it, it's the, I think uh, Full Moon. So I nearly said Blue Moon then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the full Moon kind Blue of Blue Moon. Yeah, <laughs> ba, 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 um, <laughs> but you know, I think Full Moon had a kind of canon esque distribution deal with Paramount yeah. at one time and in the same way that sort of MGM had it with Canon and then realised holy shit what are we releasing I <clears> think <throat> they sort of uh, Paramount have sort of uh, had the same kind of thing and then sort of uh, ended their deal abruptly really. oh shit it was supposed to be released in 95 yeah but they just but it was bumped it. yeah so uh, ah. uh, it's it, uh, do you know what a Paramount are superb are an amazing studio but they do treat their genre pictures like shit yeah cuz these cuz like oblivion i i am fairly sure they're not expensive movies to make no 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 uh, i think i can say that without really going out on a limb <laughs> what gives you that but idea but you have you you have the feeling that even though they're not going to make a ton of money, they're still going to make back what they what they cost, what the production cost. Absolutely. So I'm sure you could at least think about sit, sitting down and think about we could have a couple of movies. You don't even maybe do a TV show about, it, but do a couple of movies. Yeah. And then after maybe five or six of them, if you have stories that will, will, again we're talking oblivion and plot here. But to kind of like finalize and end the story, and then you would have made a, a bunch of money out of it. Yeah, I mean they were made for for about two hundred. Both films were made for about two hundred and fifty thousand. Not a big budget. Not a big budget at all. No. Um, which is you know, but when you look at the cast that you got, I know. Yeah, it's I know. solid cast. It Most is. TV shows at the time would have loved you know would would be hiring these type of actors. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think they they missed an opportunity. I think they really did miss an opportunity. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I think some of the more stuff... It would have been really, really interesting to read sort of like... Um, oh, what are they? Siskel and Ebert's review of it. I think it would be quite Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I, um, I can imagine what they would say. But yes. Then yes. again, they were... Sometimes they surprised you. They did. They did. Um, but yeah, 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 and backlash, yeah. 
the, and, and it, it, it actually t- it, it takes an interesting turn. It does. It and does. again, we talk about we talked about when we talked about the first, yeah, which is not that long ago. If you're listening to the episode, just go back. And we talked. We say that all the characters in this basically have equal time. Yeah, completely. And even people like uh, like Miss Kitty. Spoiler. Yeah. She comes into the spotlight in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which I like, because it's Julie Noir. Dare I say, I would probably even say this one is slightly campier than the first one. Uh, You you may say that, because you would be right. Yes. I think it is definitely a little bit campier. Um, And I think, you know, it's there's a lot more humour in this. Yeah, it is. There are, yeah. there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in it, and just the way that uh, again that this huge mining operation, yeah, uh, with, with a little, uh, yeah. I mean, if this is more, if this is something of the most valuable uh, mineral in the universe. Yeah, uh, the, the, there doesn't seem to be a lot of it. No, no. And it's a small, small mine. It, it, yeah, and, and it's and 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 it's uh, it's guarded by, uh, uh, oh, god damn it, uh, Bork. Yes. And that whole fight outside with uh, Buteo yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 the the Richard Joseph Paul yeah. character Zach yeah. Stone. Yeah. And it's I love it when Buteo tries the Vul- he tries the Vulcan neck grip on him. I'm, yeah, and, and he says and to it, "What are you doing? What, what are you, you doing? doing? It, it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, I, I, I was. I actually had to rewind. I was like, "Wait, wow, yeah. what? Really?" But they do add to the campiness, and they they add these little lines that make it work. Yes. It's like, re- really, what did you just try to do? Well, I, I don't know. It seemed appropriate at the time, yeah. basically. Yeah. Now, I mean, when we look at, like, Sam Irwin, um, the director, <clears> I mean, he has done... He's done so much. He has done loads and loads and loads. But lots of director TV movies, lots of Christmas movies, lots of kids' films. And and, and Elvira's Haunted Hills. He did. He did. Cassandra he? Peterson. Yes. Elvira. Yes. Wow. Anyway. I may need a moment. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> no, but all all of the people here are used to work in kind of the the and I don't mean this in a derogatory way at all. They're used to working in more of the, the low budget area. Yeah. yeah, make them quick, make them you know, make them cheap, make them quick. Yeah, but they know how to make the best use of absolutely uh, the budget they have, and even the actors. Yeah, they know they know they're in a campy movie, and they camp they they just ooze campiness all over the place. Yes, but it looks like they're having fun, which is the most important thing. There is nobody, even you know, and I mean, like if you think about sort of. You know, you look at sort of somebody like Meg Foster, who has done some really big dramatic films. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Sakai is in probably, you know, is in arguably one of the most, is is in one of the most successful franchises of all time. But mm. both of them here are having an absolute scream. Yeah, because she's a cyborg, yes. and she go and 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 he invents these ridiculously. Stupid appendages to put on her, yeah. and they don't work, of course. Because yes. why would they? Yeah, and and she's like, 
put my old arm back. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and those ridiculous sounds, they're even more prominent in this one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. When she just, it just, it just the way she, she moves her head slightly and it's like cogs and turns and wheels inside of her. It's like, wait, don't you need a checkup somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and I mean, like, even some of the lines in this one, um, where's it by, uh, Hey, there we are. This, I just found it now because it, it stood out to me because it was a Star Wars reference. Um, um, not a Star Wars reference, sorry. Um, oh, where is it? I can't find it. But it's the one where the guy sort of um, he and he he he, dis, he displays where the map is to lash. Uh, uh, uh. Yes. Uh, uh, there's a quote. Yeah. There's a quote somewhere about Star Wars thrown in there, but I can't find it at the moment. I know, I'm just going to wind yeah, it up. Yeah, he has a kind of, yeah, he unbuttons his. Yeah, uh, but then we come to the, like, the tat, and then he sort of unveils himself. And then yes, she turns uh, to Bort uh, and says to it, or Bork, sorry, and says to him, you need to photocopy it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> and you think, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh man! It's a, it's look. The, I think both of these films are. are I'm looking at the the cover on Oblivion Two Backlash. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember there being kind of like a bionic arm like that and a stunner. It is. You know, this is. It's the classic um, VHS cover that never really sort of you know shows lots of things. But actually, oh, there's a there's a lot of going on there. She's standing there in her S and M outfit with the whip, and there's Miss Kitties in the background. There are planets. There's yeah. a spaceship and if apparently look, beaming if, her up. Yeah, but and if you look like, at the spaceship, that was it. That's the Star Wars reference I was looking for. Actually, is it kind isn't of isn't that the mil- Millennium Falcon? Isn't it, it has a passing resemblance <laughs> to the Millennium Falcon. A lot of spaceships back then they did. You know. And, and it's beaming her up, and you, which is kind of, I suppose, uh, uh, a little bit of Star Trek reference. And then there's that that cowboy-looking thing with that bionic arm. Yeah. And they're kind of, it's it's, and that's nowhere to be found. No. In the movie, no. Miss no, Kitty is is there, yes, but uh, yes, but that's about it, really. Uh huh. But it's you know again like <laughs> like the first one, it is. Um, it, you know, it's a lot of fun. The characters, have, you know, you, you can see that they've spent, they've been able to sort of grow into their characters, shooting two films back to back. Yes. Um, it's very, very entertaining, like this, like the first one. Um, I really, yeah, I really like this one. It, it, and and the, adding the character of Sweeney. Yes. And everyone, everyone, anywhere they go and they mention the name Sweeney, people go, oh, yes, Sweeney. Yes. Yeah. And the only person who does not know who Sweeney is, is uh, Zach Stone, the yes. Marshal. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? I mean, who? Who? <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, I've been out and I've been, I've been prospecting for my whole life. So yes. I don't know of these things. But everyone else has heard of, oh, so even Gaunt, even yeah. the Carol Strickland's character, yeah. the, the Undertaker. <gasps> and he's like, are you, don't, yeah, they say something about, you're not afraid of him, is you? No, but I can, I'm getting busy. I can see an, uh, an upsurge in business. I yes. need to check my, I need to go check my casket stocks. <laughs> yes. So it's like, oh, Sweeney's coming. And I like that build up. And then you see him and you think, yeah. 
What? What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but then again, he, there is something else to him. He is a formidable foe. He is indeed. Yes. He is indeed. I mean, like I said, this is a great one. Um, and again, I think, you know, in terms of like trying to score this, it's exactly the same as the first one. <laughs> yes. It's, 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 you know. Production wise, we go middle of the road and yeah. then you go up to the eight uh, yeah. range for, for, uh, it is, a, it is, again, a big laugh and you have fun with it and if you know what you're getting yourself into you will have fun with it yes yeah, absolutely absolutely and i think there are sort of you can't take something like this too seriously you just can't you can't if you do you if you do you you're going to be sorely disappointed yes and there's something missing yes there is, you're going to miss out on a whole lot um so just go with it just yeah. go with it and enjoy it is there, and if you do, you will. Now, is yes, absolutely. Now, is there anything that we've missed? I think we've touched on most of it. I mean, it's it is it's set on just the fact that it's set on a. Well, I'm doing the air quotes again. Frontier yeah. planet. <laughs> the fact that there in this universe ex- exists, uh, and again, frontier, frontier. planet. Yeah. That is a mix of. Campy sci-fi, yeah, aliens and cowboys and yeah. cat houses, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that Miss Kitty actually goes, Meow, yeah, like Catwoman. Yeah. I, it is if if you if you grew up in well, kind of not our time. I don't know how, to, but if you grew up liking all the stuff like the Star Treks, the, the Buck Rogers, the Knight yes. Riders, the and that even since we have Julie Newmar, if you like the the, the Batman series from the sixties, yeah. if you grew up watching this and liking it, you will yes. enjoy this movie, the, yes. these movies. And I wish they'd done a couple more just to finish it off. Yes, I think so. I think so. And I think, you know, if like, like you know, there's some great examples in there. But if you love films like Valley of Guanji as well. Like, oh, you know, I, it, I do, and I have it. Yes, I have it as well. <laughs> um, you know, if you love those type of films, because we're going to have to do Valley of Guanji at some point. I love Valley of Guanji. It's just, oh, and, just, and for people who don't know what the hell, what, the, what are you talking about? Well, well, yeah, well, what are you talking about? Well, we're talk- it, is a, it is a cowboy. It's a Western movie with dinosaurs. Yes. Let's leave it at that. Cowboys versus T-Rex. Yes. So there we go. Somebody's probably going to come back to me. Oh, by the way, Guanzi isn't a T-Rex. It's a... But... I don't care. No, I don't care. It's cowboys versus dinosaurs. It's cowboys and dinosaurs. Yes. Those just, just, just magical elements. So, you know, I think... I can't believe we've actually talked for the best part of nearly an hour and 40 about the Oblivion movies. Oh, well. Let's see. So they, they, I think they need, they need someone because, like I texted you the other day, if yeah. we don't talk about them, who the hell will? Exactly, exactly. And I actually, actually, when I posted that I watched at least the first one, I yeah. did get reactions on on, uh, on Facebook uh, for people. Oh wow, where do you, I used to love these as a kid? Where do you find them? Yeah, and they are available on DVD. And yes. I, uh, I did not watch them on DVD. I watched them online. Yeah, but I think i will be getting these on dvd i don't think they're all that pricey so no, because no. i mean you'd, you'd have to i mean it's not like i have uh, i have this type of movie somewhere hidden on uh, on my shelf because i have a lot of these oh well i have the valley of guanji for 
freak's sake. Oh. And the, 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 the planet of the dinosaurs, if you remember that. Oh, piece yes, that. yes. And <laughs> I bought the 40th, 40th year anniversary of that one too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was every bit as worthless <laughs> as I remembered it to. But still, I am proud to have it on my shelf. Yeah. So, not having these on my shelf would be weird. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, this is what I think, you know, podcasts like the Undead Wookiee are about. It's about, yes, we cover, <laughs> we cover the, you know, we, we, we cover the high end. Hmm. Well, high-ish end. Well, you have. We have. Yeah. But, it, but we will also sort of, you know, creep into those other corners where Barbarella. the Barbarella and, you know, the campier side. Yeah. The, the majestically fun side. Because we... I have it here. That's a tagline for you. Yeah. We spread the love evenly. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I love the fact that we can talk about Oblivion in the same breath as something like Valley of Guanji. Or... Or Barbarella. Or the Fly. Lord of the Fly. Yeah, exactly. The Fly. You know, these are things that... You know, that need, these are films that need sort of to be shown the light today. And I think it's very, mm-hmm. very important that they are, you know, and that sort of, there is, you know, just because something doesn't have a hundred billion dollar budget. It, it doesn't really matter because you, again, you need, if, if you have fun with it to hell with the cost of production and value or anything, if you have fun with it. And, and again, I've said this on Retro Movie Geek on a couple of occasions. The term guilty pleasure doesn't really apply. If you love, if you love a movie, you love a movie. To hell if you, you're not supposed to feel guilty. And if people judge you by it, really? Well, it says, really? It's more about them than it does anything else. Yes. Because I do not feel guilty if I like a movie. No, exactly. At all. You know, you're talking to somebody who will quite happily sit down and watch Invasion USA, The Hero and the Terror. Force of One, back to back. I will need a moment now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're talking Chuck Norris movies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I watched Lone Wolf, Wolf McQuaid a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it it's, is so good. It's just insane. He drives a car. He, they bury him in his car yeah. and he <laughs> drives it up through. It is. It, oh. <laughs> wow. People need to go back and watch that. That is just insane. Yes. yes. And. That's a hero the, for you. The showdown. Between Chuck Norris and David Carradine. Mm-hmm. David Carradine's golfing jumper is amazing. Ah, yes, he does sport that one. A yes. v, you know, his V-neck, his V-neck diamond golfing jumper puts, you know, makes Kirk Douglas's V-neck jumper in Basic Instinct look like a pussy. It's, you know, this. <laughs> there is a level of machismo that only somebody like David Carradine could pull off. Yeah, because if you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you wear that to a showdown, yeah, you uh, you don't really have anything to prove. No, I mean, you know, you know, you can kick ass. <laughs> a showdown with Chuck Norris. You're wearing your golf in attire. Exactly. All he needed was tweed pants. Oh, however, his trousers were ridiculously tight. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's just like, please don't do anything that involves high kicking. I'm sure there was some, some sort of elastic <laughs> or, or elasticity somewhere in the crotch area. There could have been a switching of genders very easily. 
I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and thus ended the showdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So we, but, went, we went from oblivion to, well, the leap is not that far. A castrated David Carradine due to his tightness mm-hmm. of trousers. <laughs> see, <sighs> see how we slip back into this? See how we slip back in? I know. It's so easily done. So, my friend, that's it. We have covered oblivion. Mm-hmm. Oblivion 2 Backlash. Chuck yeah. it, we've even managed to sneak in a bit of Chuck Norris. Uh, and then dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Yeah. Order has been restored to the universe. Yeah. And I think we even added movies to the list. Yes, we did. We did. So, my oh, good yes. friend. I, I, have, I have actually written down a nice list so I can remember. Before we sign off, tell the good people where they can find you. Well, on my usual spot uh, on uh, RetroMovieGeek.com, uh, where we're slowly getting into uh, the, the normalcy after uh, Spooky Flakes Fest. Uh, and uh, if people think they can't really find us all that much, it's because we slow down gear for the rest of the year. We release every other week now yeah, to kind of just wind down a little bit. And then after the, uh, the, the new year, we go up to our usual uh, weekly. Nice. Uh, spot. Nice. So they can find me there, or they can go back to ForgottenFlicks.com uh, to check some of our older stuff, or like we said before, uh, the, the Halloween episode of uh, uh, Land of the Creeps. Yeah. Or they can find me here on occasion. Yes. More regular. More wait. More regularly yeah. than <laughs> than. Uh, than, than, than from the start. Yes. Which is fun. I love being on here oh, with you. you Peter, know honestly, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much fun it is to be recording uh, with yourself. I'm, uh, you know, and just to be able to talk about films like Oblivion and a what, <laughs> you know, just and just to have that sort of, not have to sort of delve into deeper themes because, you know, there's there's not a lot there's not a lot of it's all surface level really in it <laughs> in this one yes yes or, or these yeah yeah because there's not really any deeper meaning here the, these people are here for just sheer entertainment yes so my friend thank you so much for being on I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed recording with fun. you on this it's been so long yes on this comeback episode so uh, thank you very much Peter you take care now my good friend you too man ta man ta Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. I cannot tell you how good it felt to be recording again. And very, very soon, I'm going to have another another great episode ready for you guys. Um, like I said, it's been a absolutely bonkers journey so far. Um, and obviously, I had to take a little bit of time away from you guys, but we're back. Got a great episode. Of course, my brother from another mother, Mr. Winston, will be joining me very, very soon for a very, very special episode. Um, So looking forward to that. But one of the things that I'd love to share with you guys is um, if you can cast cast your mind back um, to an interview that I did with Welsh filmmaker Andrew Jones. Now, of course, Andrew is the guy behind the Robert the Doll movies, the Halloween Jack films. Um, recently caught um, 
had the the revenge of Halloween Jack, and I really, really enjoyed that. So get yourselves out there and support indie, independent horror movies because it's it, it it considering um, we're in an age of mega black blockbusters and all those types of things. Go, there is some great horror out there to be had, and Andrew is one of the he keeps the torch burning for independent horror. And Revenge of Halloween Jack is a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that. So uh, get yourselves out there. But I was recently invited down to the set of his new film, um, The Haunting at Margham Castle. Um, it's got an amazing cast. It's got a great cast. It's got Carolyn Monroe, uh, Jane Merrow, Darren Nesbitt. Now, people might remember Darren Nesbitt. I think he's been in things like uh, Who Dare... No, Who Dares Wins, um, Where Eagles Dare. Uh, Vernon uh, Dobachev was, is in it. Um, it's got... Uh, you know, it's got a great, great cast. Um, and um, I got to spend time with, with Andrew on set. And also, the you know, the crew was so... So welcoming and so lovely, and made me feel really, really welcome. Um, especially the assistant director, um, uh, Derek. Um, he was absolutely just superb, just really, really lovely. Um, and I, I had a great time, and a really, it was a really big learning curve for me to actually be on a, to be on a, to be on set with with a film with another independent filmmaker and to see how the, that director runs his set and things. Very calm, very relaxed, amazing. Set, um, place to be filming in if you're if you're ever in wales go get yourself down to margham castle because it's stunning it's absolutely gorgeous there um but i got to check that out so um yeah when that i think it's due 2020 sometimes so go and check that out now it's time for what the wookie watched so up first we have got from 2019 critters attack Let's check out the trailer. In 1986, they invaded our world. Treya, did you see that? I think it was an alien spaceship. Don't be weird, fella. Now they're back. Hello? And hungry. <laughs> for more. They're furry. Oh, she's so cute. Ferocious. What the hell is that? And they love. What's that sound? Fast food. Aliens are real. Hey, Drea. How's babysitting? It's going great. This time, you're telling me this one's good? Everyone is on the menu. We're all gonna die tonight, aren't we? Who the hell is that? I don't know, but that's a really big gun. Critters attack. Okay, that was the trailer for Critters Attack from 2019. Now, Critters Attack was directed by Bobby Miller. It was written by Scott LaBelle and Dominic Muir. It starred Tanisha Washington, Ava Preston, Jack Fulton, Jaden Noel, and in a guest starring role, Dee Wallace. Yes, 
That T. Wallace from Poltergeist, from Critters, from E.T., from Cujo, The Howling. Um, yeah, she's in it. Very, very small role, though. Kind of cool role, um, but she does pop up in it. Um, she plays like some kind of... Well, she does, it's not some kind of... She does. She plays a bounty hunter. Is this a patch on the other Critters series? Yes and no. Um, it's fun. It's irreverent. Is it the first one? No. Um, this does have some great attacks on it. I love the fact that the critters are still puppets and very, very clearly puppets. Um, but it doesn't have that mean streak that the that the original had, um, which we, we, which I loved. I loved how mean the first one was. Um, but this is very, very entertaining. This is um, it's it has really funny moments, it's got really gory moments. Um, the cast are clearly giving it everything that they got. They're having lots of fun with it. I really enjoyed this, and I would give this a seven out of ten. Okay, up next we have got the Banana Splits, the movie. Let's check out the trailer. Going to the banana splits. <gasps> Sometimes at night, I see the splits riding around in the little cars, laughing and singing. Who's excited to see the banana splits? Yeah! Rebecca, Rebecca. Rebecca, I'm canceling the show. What? Hi, kids. Put on your ha happiest faces. Because the Banana Split Show is about to begin! Where are the children? Mom, get out of here! Time's almost up! What are you doing this to me? Dad, please! Let me out! Now the show can go on forever and ever and ever! Come on, you fuzzy son of a... I just really want your brother's birthday to be perfect. We're gonna have so much fun! Okay, that was the trailer for the Banana Splits movie 2019. This was directed by Danashka Estahazi. I apologise already because I've, I've really butchered that name. Um, it was written by Jed Elenoff and Scott Thomas. This one stars Danny Kind, Steve Lund, uh, Selena Martin, uh, Finley Wads... Why are they punishing me? It's like my first episode back. Why? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Finley Wadjin Hisong. Hisong? Wadjik? Watch it, uh, yeah, the little dude. He's really good in it, actually. Um, Sarah Canning, uh, Romeo Carrera, Maria Nash, uh, Naledi Majolo, and Richard White. Uh, this is a dark take on um, the banana splits. The idea that the, you know they're no longer people in suits, but animatronic characters who, when they realise that their show is being cancelled, decide to kill every motherfucker in the room including the children yay no i'm just kidding please just honestly yay 
Okay. Um, this is a very, very dark take on the story. Um, however, what's interesting about this one, and you can clearly see this, this was this film was salvaged from a script originally uh, set around the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, series. So you can kind of see that in the script. However, it does work. It's a lot of fun. Some of the kills in this are very, very funny. Um, the young leads in this are great. The guy who plays the stepdad in this is such a douchebag, but you still, but he does it so well, um, and it's got a great stinger at the end for him as well, which is which is always cool. I enjoy that. I thoroughly enjoyed this one, and go into this with uh, an open heart and an open mind and you'll love it and for me in the same way that Critters Attacks was very very entertaining this is something that you can pick up very very cheaply I believe it's on Amazon same way for Critters I believe it's on Amazon um, you can pick it up on their iTunes you can pick it up in on DVD for very very little um, but for me it's um, this is a 6.5 out of 10 and so first episode back in a while is done our time has drawn to an end. I want to thank Peter for uh, being on. As always, make sure that you go over and check out Retro Movie Geek. Make sure you go over and check out Forgotten Flicks, the other show that he was on, and check out some of his written uh, reviews because they're well worth it. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And I can't wait to bring the next episode to you because we're back. So that's all that's left for me to say in the immortal words of Count Duckula. Good night out there. Whatever you are.